Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to another edition of the Vitology Podcast Live. Ryan, hello there. How are you doing? Good, Josh. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. This is good because it's kind of like I'm really just asking that for real. Yes, like <laughs> we're both just getting in here. We are. We're, uh, you know. This is the first week of a very new schedule for us for a lot of ways, right? Yes. And we won't <laughs> always probably tape Wednesday no. at noon. Uh, so this is, we're on our lunch break. I know. Uh, filming a podcast, but uh, it, this is when it worked out today. This so is, here we are. I know. In fact, yeah, usually, usually what we're doing right now is gathering around talking about some, uh, talking about the, the, the passage in a few weeks so that we can write devotionals right. about that. And so we have a great team of writers and I, I hope that, uh, that you get the daily fill, either the emails or that podcast is also one that you can receive. Yeah. That team is awesome. I, I love that team. time. We it get the chance so to wrestle with the scriptures and not so much as a, of a Bible study per se, but more of like an, an interaction around yeah. the scriptures yeah. that is designed to lead us to the devotions that we eventually yes. write. Yes. You know, and I found that to be a really, a really helpful time in uh, thinking out, thinking about the sermon. There's yes. been many times when I've received like valuable Oh my goodness. That yeah. I, that I then have made it into the sermon. And so that's a that's a fun group of people. But yeah. And and you know, we have I think over a thousand subscribers yeah. to the Daily Fill. And so that's a huge ministry. But I agree. For me, yeah, <laughs> the value is having 10 or so other people tell me what they see in the text because yes. Uh, reading a commentary is one thing, but talking to people in different stages of life and different contexts with different viewpoints, that's really, really valuable. Yes, yes, it so. is. And so that's usually what we're doing at this time on Wednesdays. But, uh, you know, this is a different week. Like I've already said, um, this is a very important week for us. Exciting week. Um, busy week. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy week around, Crazy? around campus here. Check, and we'll check, fill check, you yes. in a little bit about uh, what's going on. Um, so in fact, let me just, let me just ask Ryan, what are you most excited about this weekend? I am excited to um, preach indoors without the wind blowing my Bible pages without the sun turning my iPad off. Yes. Uh, I am so excited to be back in our worship center. You know, Josh, I was thinking um, yesterday, and maybe even you mentioned this too, that I've preached more out on trails around Escondido than I have in our worship center. And yeah, so that is baffling uh, because you came August before yeah, COVID. But I really started uh, October 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so Dennis retired and right. September. There was that in between. Uh, I, I mean, I'd started before, but I took over full-time lead pastor, yeah, yeah. only lead pastor at um, uh, October 1. That's right. So That's right. Yeah, so October, November, December, January, February, March, and then <laughs> and COVID. Then, yeah, oh, basically double that. Twice as long. Yeah, because we're, we're, right, we're 13. 13 months. 13 so, months. Okay. My goodness. And so uh, this is new. So, okay. And what Ryan's referring to, just in case you hadn't heard, yeah. we are, uh, we're going back indoors this week, yep. this weekend, the first time in these 13 months. Um, so last time you preached in the service, in the sanctuary, in our worship center was, uh, was on May 8, um, March 8, Mar March, excuse me, not May, yeah, March, March yes, March 8th. And it was a different color and different chairs <laughs> different. and different sound, yeah. and different, almost, almost different everything. Almost different everything. Yeah. Uh, you guys, it looks 
amazing oh, in there. It's so exciting. It is really cool. Now, yeah. it, it looks amazing, and yet there's crews, multiple crews right now, rushing to finish up. Yes. Are we allowed to tell everyone that? Yeah, I, I just yeah they can pray. <laughs> Please pray. Yes. <laughs> Be praying because uh, it's exciting in there. There's energy in there because there's all sorts of people working on all the finishing touches. You know, yeah. the, 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 all the main things are done. Right. I mean, it's just now all those little things that kind of hadn't gotten to. Yeah, We could and, meet in there right now if we had to. Yeah. 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 But you wouldn't yeah. be able to get through the foyer. That's right. That, that would be difficult. <laughs> but there's the, so the foyer also the foyer. Isn't that a funny word? Mm -hmm. um, that's how it's always been called here. I didn't know what that word was until I got to this church. And now I start using it. Who, who am Good I? For you. Good for you. You've adapted. <laughs> I guess so. The, the, the lobby. Word at, the church I grew up at was the narthex. Oh, that's even better. With ha which happens to be a west-facing vestibule attached to a religious facility. <laughs> like, I'm like, really west-facing? West. Yeah. Oh, it, okay. That well, is whatever. That is west. And sure enough, ish. It, yeah, I guess. It I mean, is. the, the it doors is. are north and south. Yeah, but it's a narthex. It is. It is a narthex. <laughs> How funny. <laughs> that is interesting. Um, but okay, the lobby. The lobby, which will be beautiful, I we'll see what it's going to look like on, on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's the that's It'll, the part that it might be a work in progress yeah. on Sunday. And a few things definitely will. So if you're coming this this weekend, um, know that this is not the the complete complete finish. Um, there's a few little pieces that we know are not going to have um, like instance, doors. Doors. <laughs> there's. <laughs> There, we were, we are missing doors. Um, so, you yes, know, yes, that's uh, a thing. Um, also some lighting that, yeah. uh, is, you know, it's with gonna, COVID, everything was a little bit chaotic and, and back ordered and taking longer. And I think, I think our doors were in the Suez Canal I think it's for Suez a while. Canal. We'll just say, <laughs> we'll just say it was the Suez Canal's fault. Um, yeah, like all lumber, like you can't yeah, find lumber like, these days. It's, it's so weird. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, who'd have thought the doors? It's it's one of those things. I you know we ordered the the chairs really early because we're worried about the chairs, and so the chairs end up getting there early. Uh, but no one thought that it would take that long to get doors. doors. Yeah, who'd what, have thought? Who'd have thought eight week turnaround on I doors. Know, I know. So so you know, um, you'll enter in through. Some openings. Some, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's right. That'll be fine. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful inside. Yeah, really excited. And I think, you know, I'm going to talk about it a little bit in my message this week, Josh, but it's not just a new space. I think it's a new season. Ooh, and yeah. uh, and so that's one of the things that um, there will be joy and lament mm. around. Right? And yeah. so we're sort of anticipating, I'm anticipating that this weekend that, um, and for some people it might be both, right? Joy and lament. Like, yes. oh, this is so exciting. And this isn't what it used to be. Yeah. So uh, I just want, who, uh, if you're listening mm -hmm. out there and you're in the space of going, oh, this is, this is exciting and, and challenging. Um, then I, I just want you to know there's space for you also. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And you know, I mean, it's one of those things it's exciting to be a part of. It's going to be weird. It will it, just, I mean, come on, let's face it, everybody. We haven't been in a big room together. Right? Yeah. We don't know how many people are going to show. Uh, we don't know a lot. There's we don't a know lot, lot we don't know. There's <laughs> but, a lot. Uh, we but don't there know. are options. So if if uh, if you show up and uh, for any reason, either there's too many people or you just don't feel comfortable coming inside, we are going to have an outdoor viewing of the exact same service of the service that's live there. Um, it'll be outdoor in our same area that we've been um, hosting services all along. 
And so there'll be, uh, you know, tables set up and a little bit more casual place for people to, to right watch and, yep. you know, enjoy your coffee, those kind of things. Awesome. That's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be real good. Cool. So uh, so this is going to be a, an exciting weekend. Um, uh, Ryan, we're, well, I don't know if I can tease that we're kind of taking a little bit of a break. We are. From, Hence uh, the no the writing team. Yes. That, there you go. So. Full circle. Way yep. to bring that back. Yep. And explain everything. Um, yeah. So... Basically, I, I pulled an audible. Pulled That's an audible. what happened. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is, uh, which is great. I think that I, I'm so glad you did because this is an important step into that new season that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's, I, I do think you're right. It's important to kind of to just recognize this yeah. and to to experience it together. Yeah. You know, and that's not, I, I think originally the, my original or our original preaching plan reflected my personality to just say like, all right, let's just keep going. Yeah, right. Like yeah. let's let move ahead. Yep. That's great. But um, let's just teach the scriptures and we're in a series. Let's stay in it. And last Sunday, I just really sensed that God wanted to do something unique mm. this Sunday um, for our body and as we move into this new space and season. So mm -hmm. I sort of said after that, after Sunday, I said, I'm just sort of feeling like we need to shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we'll pack, uh, pick back up with not so new, not so normal next week on May mm -hmm. 2nd. But, um, this weekend we're going to lean into, uh, what all that God's doing yeah, in yeah. this moment. So I love it. Hey, can I, um, I know that you've gotten a few questions about what we're going to do here. You got a few questions about masks. Who'd have thought that you uh, would get questions about masks? Yeah. Now, I want to ask, are they questions or um, are they more um, opinions? Some of them are. Some, Some of them are, are genuinely questions. questions. Like, okay. what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and over email, you can read that one of two ways, you know? I'm, I'm glad that you see that as a genuine question. <laughs> That's very... It's very gracious of you, Ryan. <laughs> oh man, Josh, this has been, um, and I think this is like maybe we can push into this a little bit yeah. today in this podcast. This whole to. idea of um, trying our best to honor the government, mm. and and also uh, coming to a place where we just went, gosh, we uh, we feel like we can't. We've got to push back a little bit here, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, and so I'll talk about our where we're at with that, and then. Sort of the why behind the why. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. So um, here's what we're asking people to do on Sunday and um, and beyond. Uh, one, um, we're going to let people know the state mandate is still to wear masks mm -hmm. inside. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also going to say in that same breath that we aren't going to police that or enforce that. And so um, if people want to break the state mandate, that we're, we're saying we're not going to stop you from doing that. Um, and so we're going to ask if people want to wear masks, A, either to protect themselves um, or B, to potentially protect others, then we're going to invite yeah. them to do that. Yeah. Um, if people don't want to wear a mask, we're not going to tell them that they have to when they're here on our campus. We're going to let them have the freedom to decide. But what we're not going to give people the freedom to do is to disparage or look yeah. down on yeah. anybody else because of the way that they're yeah. choosing to respond to this. And so we're going to choose love and we're going to, we're going to ask that people unify around love, even in the midst of disagreeing mm -hmm. with each other on some of the 
maybe even the the facts, quote unquote, mm-hmm. around. I mean, it's hard to disagree on facts, right? But totally, totally, totally. you can read one study that says masks oh, yeah, yeah. work, wear them. What are you thinking? Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And then another study that says masks don't work. Why would you wear them? Yes. <laughs> You're giving into the government. And, you know, from the beginning, Josh, I've had a unique seat because um, uh, my extended family is international. Yes. And so my brother-in-law lives in Amsterdam. My sister-in-law and, and both of the, and, and her family live in Panama. Mm-hmm. And so I've gotten the chance to see that um, masks and COVID regulations and all of this are not an American thing. They're a global thing. And so one of the things, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't. I mean, like you listen to some people talk and you're like, you realize this is a global pandemic, not like an American political maneuvering thing. Like this is a global pandemic. In fact, global and pandemic, the global side of the word pandemic is actually redundant. You don't need to say global. I mean, pandemic, it is the world. It's everywhere. Yeah. 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 And so um, for me, the the freedom, giving people the freedom mm-hmm. to choose whether or not they um, follow the state mandate or not, uh, uh, that's not a political thing in any yeah. way, shape, yeah. or form. Yeah. Um, we're just saying that uh, we're going to let people um, decide, you know, be, before God, how they yeah. operate. And I appreciate that because I, I, at times I know some of even, even on, being on staff, um, you you walk this balance of like, do I do I have to talk to that person and and, and ask them to wear a mask, and then we yeah. feel weird about it, um, you know? And we've never we've never had a mask police here. I mean, it's always been very casual. If you've ever been on campus, uh, you know that we've never like you know removed somebody from anything. I don't know that we've barely even asked someone to remember to wear a mask. Yeah. I mean, maybe in the early days, but um, most people have been very respectful of that, and uh, and. I think everybody's been respectful of the people that that just choose not to wear a mask. Um, but I think what you're saying is um, that's between them and God. Yeah. Uh, and we're and not, not going to follow them around and see if they're speeding, you know, and tell them you get, you got to drive slow. Right. So. Oh, that like, just gave me a, a relief there. Right. <laughs> right. Cause uh, I thought you might be behind me sometimes. Well, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> One of the things we will do, Josh, and then this was burst out of our COVID uh, council sort of trying to explore options, right? So uh, just so our body knows, we've looked at, I think, I don't know, maybe not every option, but we have entertained a ton of different options as far as what we could do uh, to serve people best. And so we thought about having different venues, right? Like one where masks were totally optional and then others where they were required and some inside that were, you know, and like every iteration yeah. of that. And so one what we decided to do was have our balcony be a masks required zone mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. people who want to know that the people that are sitting around them are wearing masks, they can do that um, and then sit in the balcony. Mm-hmm. And so my hope mm-hmm. is that that makes people feel a little bit safer that are looking for that. Yeah. Um, and then it also gives freedom to the people that are vaccinated or maybe they've had COVID totally. and they're going, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to get it mm-hmm. and I don't have it. And so wearing a mask seems a little bit yeah. redundant. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. And it, the neat thing is I'm hearing a lot of our people are, are fully vaccinated. They've even, you know, a lot of them have waited those three weeks Yeah. and then they've come back and they're like, we're Let's ready. Do this. We're ready. And yeah. it, I, you know, as much as I, I, you know, I think I understand maybe sometimes why um, all the, 
I don't even want to get into all that. Why the, the mask mandates still exist after you've been vaccinated. I don't understand it. But part of this is to just say, like, hey, you've done the work. Right. <laughs> like, like there should be, I mean, we would hope there's a little bit of, little bit more freedom that comes yeah. with that. And and I think that's part of what I think you're sensing, we're sensing that that so many of our more vulnerable population, um, they've had that opportunity to get vaccinated if they wanted to. And so there's less of a less of a sense of um, uh, that, that we need to protect them. Correct. They've done some of the work of protecting themselves. Absolutely. I mean, we got to we got to say that that's been a good part of our motivation in being outside. A huge part is yeah. caring for for our older folks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And really feeling like, OK, um, the while I didn't always agree with the government's decisions that we're going to do our best to try to honor them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's even why this. So what we're not saying, and, it's, and, and this is a nuance, but to me, it's important. Mm -hmm. What we're not saying is masks are optional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's we're not saying that what we're what we are saying is the government is requiring that you wear masks inside, but we are not going to police that. Yep. So those are two very different things. It is. It is. Um, and, and at least in my opinion. Oh, totally. And is. so it totally anyway, is. for the so, rule yeah. followers out there there and they want to wear a mask, then please do. And this is yeah. not a, so this is not a statement in disagreement Correct. or necessarily in agreement. You're yeah. not saying that this is, we're supporting. Exactly. That. It's just saying this is the facts. Yes. And you do with it what you want. Is it a little bit slippery? Sure. <laughs> yeah, but the, this whole yeah. the whole thirteen months has been. You know, you don't it's, say. It's you difficult. don't say. So. Well, thanks. Um, you know, um, that's that's right. Now, I, I will say that um, if I can uh, if I can quote something that this has stuck with me that you said, and this 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 makes me a little sad about the state of our world, and and. And I don't look, I love our church and I know that this is, you know, you're not talking about, you're not getting emails from the uh, vast majority of people. Oh, no. But no. you made a comment that was, um, that was telling. You said that you've received more emails about masks than about missions. Yes, I did. And Ouch. it's, and, and it's not even close. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and I think part of my lament in that, Josh, is I, I think that we are in and have been in a Kairos moment, right? Mm, Where there, like yes. there's there is some latent potential mm. in this moment. Um, and I think there's ways that we could have made more out of this, right? Mm. And there's ways that we made a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm I'm proud of our church in so many ways and some of the, the things that we've done in order to reach people with the gospel. I mean, just great stories. Um, but also, I, I feel like even in our local community, there's some things that we probably could have pushed more into. Mm. And man, I would have loved to have seen emails about that, right? Mm. Like, gosh, Ryan, there's opportunities here. Let's mobilize. Let's do that. Like, we could do this. We could do that. And um, and I didn't get as many of those emails as I did about whether or not we should or shouldn't wear masks. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That, you, you know, that's all part of people's journey. And I want to honor the, the challenges and the, just the new frontier that we're in mm -hmm. and it's taking some time to get our feet under us. So, mm -hmm. yeah, well, there you go. Well, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, send your emails about missions to, to me. Paulson. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And that's it. That's, uh, you know, I think that gets to, that gets to um, where our focus is. Yeah. 
And um, for better or for worse, there's been there's been a number of of churches institutions who have gone political on either side. And uh, and I, I appreciate that 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 you've you've done your best to kind of walk a, a middle ground. Yeah. Um, which is a which actually you get you get a lot of like rocks thrown at you in the middle. Oh, times. from both sides. From both sides. <laughs> you, you get it. Yeah, like, that's true. Like, oh, I just got hit in the back and <laughs> in the chest. Wow. That's <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah, and I guess though that's a good that's a good sign that. You know, if uh, if in a sense, I think that's that that equal opportunity offender. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think that you know what, Josh? Like for me, that shows to your point, we're on the right track mm. um, because the way of Jesus is always a third way. Yeah. It's not an it's not a um, right or left. It's it's a distinctly different way. It's kingdom, and I think back to um, the early church. <laughs> writing in what we now consider scripture, but yeah. in letters back yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Um, obey your governing authorities. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're talking about Nero. Yes, totally. Yeah, and Nero was bloodthirsty, going after Christians. I mean, and did he earn their respect? No. Did he make yeah. decisions that they agreed with? No. Were they called to honor him? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that for me has been part of the weighty challenge. And they also said, uh, you know, in Acts chapter four, which we'll talk about next week, choose for yourself mm-hmm. whether it's better for us to obey you or God. But mm-hmm. as for us, we're going to, we're going to have to follow God. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so the biblical mandate is to don't give up meeting together. But it doesn't say how many people need to be at that meeting, and it doesn't say whether or not that meeting needs to be indoors. Mm-hmm. And praise be to God, we live in Southern California, where you know we prove for twelve months of the year you can meet outside. Yeah, is it ideal? No, I mean, no. But I does think, it work? Yeah, I think that uh, there are more instances of Jesus preaching outside than there are of him preaching inside. Far more. Far more. Yeah. There you go. Just trying to be like, man, how did Jesus. he keep that scroll from blowing in the wind? And what did he do? The helicopters coming overhead, and, and yeah. oh gosh, <laughs> the There's cars honking, the scenes, and the cars oh, honking. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, well, um, and that also means that uh, that no more preaching in the woods, no more preaching in the woods. That's what people have described it. They're gonna miss you preaching in the woods. You know, I feel like. I'm going to, I'm going to just spring it on people at some point yeah. and show up on, you know, our, on our brand new LED new walls and uh, I'll be somewhere in North County. There you go. There but you go. For now. And then maybe, uh, maybe walk in. Yeah. In the middle. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> That's what we should have done. This no, those now. were so fun to do, Josh. Yeah. Um, and they were a ton of work. Yes. So it was sort of, it's a, uh, I am. I am, there's a part of me that's going, gosh, I'm really sad that that season is over. The hard part was getting ready to preach on Wednesday morning. Oh my word. Yes. After preaching on Sunday night, you know? And so you're, we have Tuesday staff meetings. So for me, it meant that I had one day to prepare a sermon and I didn't feel like it had the sort of the crock pot time to sort of sit and just you probably felt the same mm-hmm, way, mm-hmm. Um, percolate a little bit and go, oh, yeah, no, I need to tweak that or change that word or that point doesn't quite fit. So there's some things over the last 13 months where I go, yeah, if I would have had a few more days, I probably would have said that different. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, but it's been it's been really well received, and I and we're so we're so glad that 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 yeah, is are. the case. And you know, I do think, um, you know, and I I think I can I can say this, even though because um, I don't claim any credit. I feel like this was this was a great idea to to do it this way. Um, and it, you know, I think we've said this before on the podcast, but it, it was somewhat accidental. Yeah. Um, in that, in that, I mean, it was it was a it was a great response to a problem. And the problem it was that we didn't have the technology in our worship service to yeah. do it in a decent way. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess we could have just pulled in the same cameras um, and gone to all the same work to do it there. But then you're just in, you know, a backdrop that's not so great. Yeah. And so Ryan, the first week was like, let's go outside. It was raining. <laughs> It started in a car, even the sermon sort of started yeah, in the car yeah. and got out in the rain. And uh, and ever since we've been ever uh, since we've been outside 58 weeks. I, I counted 58 <laughs> weeks. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, and yet this is the thing. I, I, I haven't seen anybody else, any other churches doing it that way. No, neither have I. And uh, and I think it's it's a unique thing. I, I I've actually heard churches say that they think that that's more of the future though. Hmm. That they, they, they I, there's actually, there's a church in town that's starting to do that now. Really? Yeah, not not ending there, but they're finally going, ah, oh, we need to go outside and preach more. Really? There is, yes. Uh, I want to hear more about that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so anyway. No, uh, I, I do think, Josh, I think that there will be weeks where we decide, let's, for whatever reason, right? Like, uh, one of my favorites, we should, maybe we could do a podcast oh, one time yeah, where we talk yeah. about the favorites, but, um, well, my favorite by far was preaching Easter from a graveyard. Yeah, that that for cool. me was just that like, was cool. I got, I got goosebumps thinking about resurrection mm -hmm. standing on a grave, mm -hmm. you know? Um, the other one that I loved was teaching about Jesus's submission to the father in the, um, uh, Mount of Olives from an olive grove. Yeah. And that because the that pressing and in order for the oil to come mm -hmm. out that olive needs to be crushed and just sitting around a bunch of olives in an That's olive so grove cool. thinking about jesus knowing he's going to be crushed yeah like pouring his heart out to the father that was one of my favorites That's so that cool. we did that's so, so cool anyway there's Absolutely. a bunch of them. What i was, know what was your favorite i know i yeah i'm thinking of two two illustrations that i that i liked both in, interestingly, both were the hardest two that I filmed. One was at uh, one was at the um, at the San Luis Rey Mission. Oh yeah, um, and there was just some neat imagery yeah. that I got to kind of share about Jesus right while in in front of a of a statue of him getting nailed to the cross, which mm. it just ended up fitting really well. Yeah, with that. and I had tons of people just say that that they were struck by that image. Um, I think it's so powerful. That was a hard one because the bell tolls every 15 minutes there. <laughs> so you you get you get interrupted yes. every 15 minutes. So that that, <laughs> that whole thing just took longer um because you had to stop every so often. Oh my word. Whatever church is thinking oh. about starting yeah. this, we just need to tell them that's par for the course. Like that happens oh not word. not in that exact same yeah. way, but in some way. Every week you're, Every you're week. having to adjust. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The <laughs> other one, the other one was at, at uh, um, Double Peak Park, which there was just a, a illustration about perspective and about, about uh, looking out at the horizon and, and 
Jared had his drone fly up just at that point. And it's just this beautiful scene. But that was a crazy crowded place. And yeah. so we kept getting distracted. And once again, it just took longer because yep. there was too many people there. And, you know, early COVID days, that, that wasn't a problem. It wasn't. Because we'd have the whole trails, Unless like really popular trails. you went to Torrey Pines. <laughs> then it was. That's right. That's I right. I filmed the whole sermon at Torrey Pines we didn't get to use. You didn't get to use. That was the one. I think you filmed that three I times. I filmed it three right? times. Oh, yeah. my word. Yeah. Oh my, that was one of the early. That was the early days. Early days. We we're still figuring out audio and all that, all the technology all that. stuff, that, and oh. how to not have people in bikinis in the back of your sermon. Right. <laughs> that was what happened at Tory Pines. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> right. I know. Totally. Oh, I know. Well, goodness. You know, Tara here. Um, hello, Tara. She's she's just wondering if you could just preach in front of a green screen. So they could, you know, put scenes of wildlife behind you. <laughs> Think, Wouldn't hey, that be awesome? It's an idea. That's uh, an on idea. a treadmill. On a treadmill. <laughs> on the treadmill go. with a green screen in back of me. Let's do this. Yes. Mount Everest. Yes. Um, um, yeah, the very first one starting a car, Carolyn, Carolyn points out, Carolyn Schmidt saying that uh, um, she just, that's a, that was an iconic one. I think it was, it was really, it was really powerful, captured the moment really well. Yeah, um, yeah that was a, I, I remember it. Yeah, I remember it well. Oh, I bet. Because my bet. whole idea for that one actually was it was supposed to be it was raining that yeah. day. And I thought I'm going to rent a boat <laughs> and, and I'm, we're going to film this from the middle of the lake in the pouring rain. Yes. And um, I couldn't find a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our video crew was looking at me like, I mean, dude, are you OK? <laughs> you had you had another sermon plan that week yeah, right that, so i wrote that thursday night to yeah. preach it friday morning yeah. so that they could edit it that day and get it ready to go saturday night and so it i just want to know crazy. why you didn't have time to find a boat ryan Come on. <laughs> <laughs> God, it was crazy it was fun oh man you know looking back and i, I hope our our listeners and viewers have the chance to do this too it, it, as we and and we're not we're not out of the covid season i mean mm. it's still a thing um but as we start to transition into a new season I hope we all get the chance to look back and see God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And because I think it's moments of, um, of just of chaos that we get to see God's hand yeah. sustaining us, leading us, guiding us, um, and carrying us, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think of Carolyn, whose comment you just put up, uh, you know, she was in the hospital with COVID yeah. in ICU for a number of days. Mm -hmm. And, but I mean, so many people have stories of seeing God's hand move and it, it's so often we can see that better in hindsight than we can mm -hmm. in the present moment. And I think we're going to get some opportunities to look back over the next few weeks and go, gosh, God, that was, wow, that was crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you were faithful. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that's, 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 that's just, right. uh, I, that's I hope right. people have the chance to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, this, uh, we haven't been together, uh, doing this. It's been a week and a half or so. We, we kind of, we missed last week is what, um, and you preached last week. And I preached that yeah. the, yeah. So goodness. Okay. We were, it was Easter, yeah. you know, and, and I mentioned this in one of the, one of the Sunday sermons that, that, uh, Easter is kind of like um, for pastors. It's kind of a blur after Easter for a while, right? Mm -hmm. And you get through Easter, and and I, you know, I said this there. This especially Ryan that that week after Easter is kind of like 
the the day after you stayed up all night doing a like doing a midterm exam or something like that, like studying or writing a paper, you're just kind of like in a fog a little yes. bit, right? Well, especially this year where it was like, um, maybe our worship center will be done. Maybe it won't. <laughs> maybe we should we should meet in the courtyard. We should meet in the parking lot. No, it, you know, and it was oh, yeah. a lot of work to oh, just yeah. figure out the logistics and. So yeah, it was taxing. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so, uh, very wise. Um, you had a you had a little family vacation. Yes. right after Easter, which is the that's that's a that's a good time to go. It is also it was. coincided with Kelly's Kelly spring, spring break, break and... which is great. You get get to get away a little bit. In it was the awesome here. Oh, so good. went to Mexico. Nice. So it was great. Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, um, and so yeah. I, we got to we got to kind of this year kind of continue. It's as if we're you know we got to Easter and then we're just moving right into Acts. Yeah, um, and it's so fun. yeah, I just kind of following the church, which is such a a perfect time for us to think about what is the church mm-hmm. um, in a way that I mean, in some senses, we've been asking that question all throughout COVID. Yep. When we haven't been able to use the the church buildings the way we used to, and and so. You know, I think we've we've realized that uh, I mean, one of the key truths that we've seen is that the, the church isn't the building. Right. Right. It's it's the people and wherever we gather as we whether we gather online or, you know, virtually or or out on a field or yeah. uh, whatever, we're it's the church. We're the church. Exactly. And yet there's something nice about being together in in our place in our home. Yeah. And yeah. and I would say too, the church is not a building, but we also have the great benefit of an awesome facility yeah. where yeah. we have fields that we can yeah. meet on and, and you know, I know a number of other churches were meeting in like schools and uh, you know, yes. March they not only did they not weren't able to meet then, but it was closed indefinitely to them. And so um, yeah. My church planter friends out there, I feel you. And uh, you yeah, know, so I know we had maybe one really closed for weather reasons or not closed, but we moved indoors and mm-hmm. did other things Yeah, for weather, maybe, maybe two yeah. in, uh, you know, 13 months. Yeah. We had a few hot ones. Very, very <laughs> a warm. A few, you know, hundred degree preaching. Uh, and we changed times, the times a lot. Which we did. Right. So we just, we were on the solar that calendar. Just, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, um, okay. So you want to talk about Ascension? Yes. Or do you want to talk go. about uh, Pentecost? What, oh my goodness. Where they're, should we they, go? They're, they're very combined. So you know, they are. let's let's kind of so and and interestingly, the um, authors of scripture, okay, that those those letters and that uh, that uh, you talked about, and a lot of the preaching in Acts actually combines these events yeah, in, in a lot of ways. So so Good Friday, Easter, Ascension, mm-hmm. and even Pentecost, um, it's it's sometimes talked about as one. Thing. Yeah. And sometimes it's even mentioned as the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, so which sounds like Good Friday, but they they in, imbue some meaning into that that is so much more. Totally. Um, that that really has this this whole big 50 day, I guess 53 day event. Yeah. Right. That yeah. is that is in there. So 50 days after the resurrection is Pentecost. And so I added three more three days to start it. Good Friday. Good Friday. You got it. Um, and so, but in there in um, the day 40, so 10 days before Pentecost is Ascension. Yes. Um, and so that was fun. Um, looking at Ascension. Okay. Um, it, it was a kind of had been thrown out there as a topic and I thought, huh, hey, cool. 
I remember thinking, um, yeah, there's a couple verses on it. I can make a sermon out of two verses. And then realized, wait a minute. This is talked about a lot more than I thought. Yeah. Way bigger deal than way bigger deal. Um, than at least in churches that don't follow electionary or church calendar. Because yes. in, in church calendar, there is an, an ascension Sunday. Yeah. But yeah. um, but as you you know, evangelicals don't typically follow that, at least not not too stringently. And so yeah, we often don't talk about the ascension a whole lot, do totally. we? No, no, we don't. And and so, and even even then, I, I knew it was mentioned in one of the gospels. So I I looked, and sure enough, Luke, Luke at the end of his gospel mentions it. Um, I had forgotten that Mark in the end mentions it. And then John, yeah. John mentions the ascension yeah. actually three different times. Jesus talks about it beforehand. Right. He doesn't, John doesn't talk about it as the event. He doesn't record he doesn't the record event. event. Yeah. But Jesus mentions that it will happen three mm. different times. So it's mentioned in all four gospels. It's it's talked about in Acts. It's preached about in Acts. I mean the, Luke the, hits it twice. So exactly. Yes. Luke, so Luke um he does. And then and then it is referenced all throughout. Now, that term ascension is not a biblical term in, per se. I mean, um, it just means to ascend. So I guess it's maybe out of the Latin of lift up or something. But yeah. but so that word itself isn't in there, but it is referenced all throughout. And, and why? And why? You know, this is this is the interesting thing. And okay, my let me just kind of the thinking of this. What I noticed is uh this all started out of, out of looking at the story of Stephen. Now, I, I barely mentioned this on Sunday because there was just too much to mention. Yeah. So this is this is kind of where I was going in it. And and as I looked at the story of uh, Stephen, he's the first martyr. He gets um, he gets stoned to death. He gets killed um, because of what he says in a very faithful sermon, longest sermon recorded in the uh, yeah. in the Book of Acts. Um, this sermon, it, it goes through the Old Testament. It's a beautiful, like... <laughs> yeah, if you want a summary of the yes, Old Testament, read, totally. read Acts 7, right? Totally. Yeah. He, he, he straight up says that the same Jesus that, that came out of this line throughout the Old Testament, he's tying Jesus to the whole story of Israel. It's beautiful. He, then he says, you killed him. So he is placing the blame of Jesus on them. And they kind of were like, yeah. Now they they don't agree that he is a part of that line. They get mad at him. Yep. But then what they don't realize, I mean, what 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 actually gets them the most mad? It says that they they just, I mean, they just start yelling. And I just picture the scene of like, I can't listen to this anymore. No. It's when it's when Stephen says that he has ascended and sits at the right hand of God. Yeah. It's it, so. It's because this is where this has been. I think this was God's plan all along that Jesus would sit in power, mm -hmm. that He would, um, that He would rule. Yeah, and this is the the moment that actually changes everything. One of the things that I, I, I loved about it was looking at um, how that is a unique thing that has never quite happened. Yeah, they had seen, they had seen miracle workers, they had seen mm. healers, they had even seen people raised from the dead. Yeah, now it made clear that's not Jesus wasn't just raised from the dead. There was a resurrection, but right. to their eyes in those days, they could have said, "Well, yeah, okay, we've seen someone raised from the dead," and you know, if he would have just died again, 
like everyone else who'd ever been raised from the dead, then it would just be another one of those. Right. But the fact that he is uh, he ascended and sits at the right hand of God, that changes everything. And they saw him ascend. They saw, exactly. I mean, exactly. wow. Wow. This is yeah, it's huge. So it's a it's a it is super unique and it verifies, I think, all that had been done. It's, yeah, it's God's stamp of approval in a yes. sense, saying yes to to everything else. I loved your phrase about his viral victory viral. or the victory that went viral. Yeah, yeah. So what's the what's the aspect of ascension that ties that to uh, viral? So like okay. it's it's that it goes now, everywhere. So here was the point that I was I was trying to make that that when Jesus ascended, we got more of him, not less. Oh, that's a great point. See, yeah. Um, because I, I I get it. If you were one of those those, you know, 12 or 120, depending on how many were actually watching, um, I think probably 120, well, let's say watching Jesus ascend, those 120 people might have said, um, wow, we have less of him. Because we can't touch him anymore, we can't feel the holes in his hand anymore, we can't right. we can't talk to him the way that you and I are talking. Sure. But at that same time, what my point is that where Jesus went, okay, where he is in, in heaven, which is not another location in our universe. Mm -hmm. So he didn't go further away from us. He actually went to a place that is more available to everyone. And so he was less available in that small sliver of reality, yeah. right? That on that hill outside of Jerusalem, um, he was less available there, but at the same time, more available everywhere else. So he, he becomes, this is, he can take that victory and make it go viral. Cause here's the thing. Um, Jesus is not talked about today because he just got lucky and had some really good disciples. Hmm. Like hmm. it's not that that they were really good at you know at advertising yeah. <laughs> uh, before it was cool right it's not like they were just great branding great brand oh my church. goodness yes yeah. yes um, and then those you know were really good at marketing created other marketing people that were really good I mean that's just not our story yeah it 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 really has to do with there being a supernatural power at the heart of this and yeah, so I mean Gamaliel just sort of nails it doesn't he yes. like hey if this is uh, if this isn't of God, don't worry about it. Yes. It'll die out. And But if it is, you can't do anything to stop it. Yes, exactly. So a few thousand years later, two billion people across the face of the globe yes. claim to follow Jesus. That's exactly it. And so that's how that's how Jesus is being more available to us. Um, he can take his message. He can be he can be guiding this thing mm -hmm. as the ruler. And at the same time, he, he sends his spirit. Yeah, and so that's the tie-in to yeah. to 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 uh, Pentecost, which, um, and and that's actually very clearly the tie. In fact, um, he says he right before he ascends, "I'm going to go and I'm going to send you the Spirit." Right. It's they're very closely tied. And then in, in Acts, in the first sermon, Peter says um, that that Jesus ascended, he received the the, the gift of the Spirit, yeah, and then pours and then it out. Poured it out. Uh, 238, two thirty eight. Two thirty, yeah, something like two that. Six, two yeah, eight, yeah. That is, um, as we started to dig into this a little bit more. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he says. Uh, let's see. And Peter said to them, "Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit." Yeah. So, and and actually here up above, um, uh, in two two thirty. 
232, this Jesus got raised up, talking about the ascension, or sorry, sorry, talking about the the resurrection that he was raised up, um, that we all were witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God. That exaltation is the ascension, Mm -hmm. um, having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit. He has poured out this that you yourself are seeing and hearing. Yeah. Um, and so those those two are are tied together. Yeah. In a in a unique way. Yeah, it's interesting, Josh, because the ascension has so much to do with with Jesus's power mm-hmm. and authority, mm-hmm. but the Spirit has so much to do with also with power, but also intimacy. Yeah. And so in in both of this, like great. sort of both of these events, the rising up not only out of the grave but in ascension, but then the pouring out is both power and intimacy. And uh, I, I think, man, both of us are really grateful that God is both powerful and intimate, yes. right? That yes. he's strong and he's here. Yes. Yes. That's a great, that's a great way to think about it. Um, that, that, that Jesus is, um, Jesus is the one in charge, right? I, I, I love a, 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 a theology professor used to say that um, Jesus is in control, but he's not controlling. Mm. Um, there's a there's a, a difference there, love right? That. He's yeah. he's in control, but he's not he's not like you know making you forcing you to do anything. But he's got he's got control of this yeah. thing, and so, and part of that is because of the Spirit's influence. Yes, that is personal. Right, and that we experience him that way. I love that. Yeah, I love yeah. that a lot. Um, okay, I've been uh, um, missing some of your comments. Um, and once again, if you're joining us um, on Facebook, we're, if you're on Facebook on YouTube, you can comment, and uh, we see those when we're not too carried away in uh, conversation, which I love. Um, if you're joining us on the podcast feed, um, you just get to listen. And so uh, hopefully we can bring you in that way. Um, Jonathan, Jonathan Duncan. Oh, man, I'd love to see a sermon from a boat. He just says so. <laughs> so Jonathan, Jonathan, part Someday. of our, part of our writing out, team, writing team, yes. joining us he here wrote for the one this morning. If you don't subscribe ah, to the Daily Phil, you right. should start reading the That's one right. today. Uh, Jonathan wrote a great uh, Devo yeah. on public speaking. Yes. Which is yes, awesome. Indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, so, um, here's here's one thing. Can, uh, there was a question about ascension, okay? That um, was a great question, okay? And um, uh, Caleb signed it, and he didn't uh, tell me not to say his name. Right so, um, Caleb Bartels out there, shout out to you. Um, fabulous questions. One of the points that I made is that that uh, that Jesus sitting down at the right hand of God is not saying that Jesus is finished. Right, that he's actually getting started hmm. now, um, and I, I I was careful to to nuance that, or at least I I was supposed to be careful to nuance that with that in some sense Jesus is finished, okay, that he has finished the work that we um, everything he's done everything that we need to uh, to receive salvation, yeah, right, to be saved, um, to enter into a relationship with God, however you want to say that, um, and yet. At the same time, he began the work, and so Caleb, he uh, he wanted he wanted to ask about that because uh, it, it says he says this. It seems to me that Jesus' redemptive work is done and accomplished. Okay, both justification and sanctification. Um, it's a crazy thing to think about. He says, um, 
And that's not his question. So I'm misreading his question here. Um, so and, and let me just summarize a little bit. He's asking um, uh, in Hebrews, it says in uh, Hebrews 10, 11 to 14 says, um, seems to indicate sitting down signifies Jesus' work finished. So what, what we have is, uh, is there is a sense in which part of his work is finished. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, this is what I, I was, uh, like I said, trying to communicate that we don't, but I, I don't think we should see that event as just him sitting down and going, I'm done, tap out. Yeah. My part's over. Right. I think sometimes right. that people have viewed the Trinity that way. And, uh, and that gets into some sketchy waters of the Trinity at times, it, you know, could even get into some form of modalism that says that, that, you know, um, okay, God is the father in some places and then Jesus and others, and then the Holy spirit and others. Okay. Now I, I know that's, um, that's not what, what we're saying. I know that's not what Caleb is saying. Um, but, uh, I was trying to point out that, that Jesus's work for, to, to earn us a place, you know, earn us salvation, right. To, to do the work for us is done. And yet at the same time, he's beginning something new. Yes. And this is the thing that God had always, always planned. That from the beginning, this is what that that one of his representatives would rule. Yeah, um, and so that was a quote from Psalm 10, 110. Um, so anyway, it was, a, it was a great question, Caleb. Yeah, and it's interesting because Luke starts off Acts by writing in the first book of Theophilus, I've dealt with all that Jesus began to do <laughs> yes, and teach totally. I love until that. the day he was taken up. Um, after he'd given commands through the Holy Spirit, which we could talk about, but we don't, uh, to the apostles. <laughs> Like he gave commands through the Holy Spirit while he was like physically with the yes. apostles. Yes. So I think he's even coaching them, teaching them how to interact with uh, the Spirit yeah. after he's gone while he's there. Because yes, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, that idea of like it's what he began to mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't, and and certainly Caleb wouldn't say that Jesus's work is done oh, in no, the no. sense of that he's still on mission, right? But that yeah, his yeah, yeah. redemptive work is done. Yep. And I, I because I um. I referenced that text in a good Friday, in my good Friday sermon. Oh yeah. yeah. And, um, what I, what I, what I, as I wrestled with that, cause I'm going, yes, like to tell us die, it yes, is finished. It is I finished. think it's John 1930, right? Jesus says this from the cross. It is finished. He goes and he's seated, um, mm-hmm. after making atonement for sin. Right. And yet his, his seating and being finished doesn't necessarily mean that he's done in the sense of we we know he advocates for us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We we know that we have an advocate before the Father. So his work is from position of victory. Yeah. That's what I would say. That, that he is not working for victory. He's working from victory. Mm-hmm. And he is uh has all authority and power. He's not grasping for any of it. That yeah. that's what I would take to mean yeah. that he's seated. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and there's, so, and all that to say, um, and Caleb fully agreed and we were, we had a conversation about it. He, he, but that's he such a good question it. because how do we reconcile there's this idea nuance. of Jesus being yes. seated and done with, well, Paul says, uh, like he's, he has a, an encounter with the risen Christ, <laughs> Absolutely right? Absolutely does. Absolutely. And so did Jesus Absolutely. get up for that one? <laughs> and, and your, your point with Luke, Luke saying that's what he began to do. And, you know, it's not like Luke ends and says, well, Jesus is done. Yeah. yeah. Now <laughs> so, we're on to something new. <laughs> now yeah, for no. something completely different. Yeah. Um, no, this is this in some sense 
what what we get to be a part of, what you get to be a part of, um, this continuing conversation, and and especially in the the way that we uh, announce this, the way that we continue to be witnesses, we are continuing to 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 follow Jesus. He is continuing to lead that charge into the into the dark world, yeah. right? That that we are a part of what Jesus is continuing to do, mm-hmm. and I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. He's still, he's still leading us. And so uh, let's join in. Amen. Right. And let's do it, you know, in the power of the spirit. Yeah. That's, that's our, um, and these, like these come together, right? I mean, these are, this is why it's such a beautiful thing. This, this concept of Trinity is one that we'll, we'll be contemplating forever. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but this is this. Maybe even enjoying. Right? Like, I think we will contemplate it, but yes. I think um, the other side of glory, I think we'll go. I had a theology professor who always used to say, uh, the Trinity isn't a problem to solve. It's a reality to enjoy. Uh, yes. And I thought, oh, that's it, man. Like, yes, that God is love, Trinitarian from the very so beginning, good. that God is relational and that we're invited into that. So oh, good. so good. Such and a, yeah, it'll yeah. blow our mind for all of eternity. Oh, I, but yeah. I, I think I we'll also so. go. Oh, Lord, thank you. I hope so. I hope so. And so, okay, this week, um, now, not to, now we took way too much time talking about everything else, but you, we have oh, seven minutes now or so. Right on. We're not, you know, we don't always end right at an hour, but, you know, um, we we got to talk about Pentecost, um, which is huge, which really, this this idea of new, not so new, not so normal. Yeah. Um, and I, I love, I think this really fits in so well because the spirit in some senses is what, what makes us, um, not so, not so, not so normal. Right. Right. And this, this issues that we're dealing with are the same ones they've dealt with a long time ago. Yeah. Um, we hear this throughout scripture. There's nothing new under the sun. Right. I mean, in some sense there's, yep. there's, we're dealing we'll see with that over issues. the next few weeks. We will. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about where, where you're going man there. this was a fun one uh josh i obviously this event of pentecost is foundational mm-hmm. in the same way that resurrection and ascension is i mean this is a game changer this i i i argued that this was in many ways the birth of the early church yeah, yeah. and so i wanted us to sort of almost like an origin story from a comic book yes to try to Love. wrestle with like this is our spiritual or uh origin story mm-hmm. as it were this this is the event that we point back to to go that's how we became who we are mm-hmm. and so i wanted to to sort of step away from all the debates about pentecost as far as like should we expect these things to happen mm-hmm. um and i just pointed out we only see this event happen once in scripture yeah we see similar types of things happen at other points but never the wind and the tongues of fire ever yeah. like that, that is unique to Pentecost. And that doesn't make it any less important. In fact, my argument was, gosh, that, that event is in our bones. Like we carry yeah. it in our spiritual DNA. Um, and it's a part of our story. Yeah. I think I said at one point, if you were to go back far enough in our like spiritual family tree, you would see Pentecost mm. in, in your spiritual family tree. Mm. Like it's yeah. a part of, of who we are. Yeah. Um, so man, I, my mind was blown as I got to study this, seeing wind, um, as yes. a picture of birth yes. from the very beginning in Genesis, yes. 
uh, Genesis one, Genesis two. Yes, the spirit um, is over the waters. Yeah, right? the yeah, ruach of the ruach. Uh, ruach of God yeah. is hovering over the void. Yes, and um, in so many ways, what what happens in Acts two? The ruach of God hovers over the void. Yes, right, and the void just happens to be in us mm-hmm. and breathes breath, fresh. Yeah life into 120 believers in that upper room and then the fire right the fire was symbolic of god's presence the Uh fire was present um on mount sinai where moses received the 10 commandments which just happened to be on the same day same day exactly man what a coincidence and then that fire led god's people Yep. through the 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 uh the desert right absolutely yeah hear that that same fire is leading, is leading us yeah today. yeah that's such a cool so that it was um a thing i didn't have the chance to get to that i would have loved to but i didn't i for some reason didn't remember this it came out in my study uh at the temple at the dedication of the temple yeah. do you know how many priests were present oh goodness if don't you tell had me. to guess don't tell me it's 120 yes is it really <laughs> yes no way <laughs> yeah so you have 120 oh people goodness, in this never... in this gathered in this yeah. place waiting, and in Chronicle Second Chronicles five and six, you have uh, 120 <sighs> priests present. Are you kidding me? No. How cool is that? That is that. Oh, that uh, I love that stuff. By the way, you, that is that so stuff cool. You just can't like. Oh wow, that what a coincidence! You no, can't, that's not, that a coincidence. not a coincidence. <laughs> no, that yeah. is clearly not. And wow. so. So at the dedication of the temple, right, um, where oh the, the presence of God descends, you have 120 priests. And at Pentecost, where the presence of God descends, you have not only 120 people, but you have a whole new temple yes. being developed. Yes. And now it's individual tongues of fire, as if to say that each person becomes a temple. Yeah. And um and then wow. the the glory of God, I, I I sort of made the argument that the the fire and wind the, the, and the glory of God leaves the temple and actually uh, take the, like becomes offensive, right? Mm-hmm. That Yahweh is taking back the nations. Mm-hmm. That that that's the release that yes, happens yes. at Pentecost. Oh man! So that, uh, the thing about the uh, languages. All the different languages represented, cool? and representing the you know the north, south, east, oh. and west, and all the areas of the world. Such a such a powerful illustration of God's heart for yeah the world. Yeah, and I think um, you know I tried to make the point Sunday that God at Pentecost. I mean, we didn't even I didn't even have time to talk about its interaction with Babel, right? And. Yeah. You know, at Babel, the languages are confused and at Pentecost, the languages are understood. At Babel, the nations are dispersed. Right. And um, they're not necessarily brought back together. They're there for that moment. But then the gospel is sent out to each one of them. The gospel's dispersed. Yeah. So, so many fun things that happen that coincide with that. But um, this picture of not the church, not, not colonizing people. So I mm. thought, man, God, like, you could have made it so that everybody could have understood the same language mm-hmm. and um, that they would have spoken. I mean, like, okay, let's just like, go old, old Testament, right? They could have spoken Hebrew mm-hmm. uh, and, and everybody could understand Hebrew. Yeah. But that isn't our story. That's not what it says. No. Yeah. And, huh. In some ways, that would have been colonizing people 
to this uh, idea rather than the reality that the gospel's contextualized to them. Mm. Their culture, culture is affirmed. Yeah. Language, language is affirmed. Is which is a big part of culture is language. Right. Totally. That's a huge. So God isn't going back, even though Babel was intended to uh, force people to follow through on God's command, right? Mm. <laughs> go mm. like be fruitful and multiply and uh, go and cover the whole earth. Like huh. Babel's like, you will do this. Yeah. Um, uh, Pentecost doesn't necessarily go back on God's plan for that. It mm. actually affirms it and says, not only you go do this, but God will meet you in that place. Yeah. And you do it in the, the variety of the, of the, the world. Yeah. And all the, it's different nuances of language and, and, uh, you know, culture and all those things. I know. Um, wow. I think I think too of just the scenes we have in Revelation about every tribe and tongue yeah. and nation gathered around the throne. That even in heaven, our language distinctions aren't uh, eliminated. <laughs> now, maybe our language confusion is. I don't know. Can we all speak in tongues and oh, in heaven in the sense of like in in the Acts two sense where. Yeah, or do we have to learn it? Or do we learn it? I don't know. We, we've got time to learn it, you know. <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe. Oh my goodness! Those of you who didn't like, uh, you know, freshman Spanish, it's okay. It'll be better. <laughs> it'll, be easier. <laughs> it'll be easier. Yeah. Um, I, don't I don't know, but I don't know. I, what? That's an I, I, interesting. Yeah, I haven't thought about that a whole lot. No, but I do. Uh, I have thought about the fact that man, ethnicity is affirmed in heaven. Yes, and there's a, and that's what's powerful about it is there's a a beauty. Um, it's a, a the variety. You know, it brings in the differences. It brings something else. That, yeah. That that you know, individually we can't. And that's that is something that is something about the church that I think getting back to Pentecost that 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 we are superpowered in a sense. I, I actually think that the comic book reference is a is a perfect one mm-hmm. because the comic book superheroes are born and given or you know in those stories they're given some sort of superhuman strength of some sort but now and yet that's just one person right whereas our power isn't necessarily just now there's an individual nature like you said to to the spirit but the church is more it's it's, it's us it it's coming together in all the different languages and actually i never thought about that that the the beginning that birth story is multiple languages mm-hmm. is multiple cultures coming cool. together yeah and and oh. so that's where our power comes in um and that's that's one of the man that's one of the beautiful things about connecting with the church universal yes. um being a part of global missions and and being a part of even the churches in our neighborhood um yeah more than just just us yeah i think you know hmm. but certainly every person carries the imago day yeah but i think we get to see the image of god more clearly as we look at the manifold creation like and look at all of humanity collectively rather than just individuals like we get to see god this is your image that we carry well um I, this has been a fun conversation, and I I need to um to say that because my battery is at seven percent. All right, it <laughs> is the Lord's will. I could have tried to play that off, but I thought, no, this is a podcast, and we're going to be real with you. There you go. Um, there we go. I just got a warning, so this might cut off at any minute. Now. <laughs> um, and that's how you know 
that's how we roll sometimes. It no, is. it is it is also a good time uh, to be wrapping up. And so, um, you know, um, thank you so much, everybody, for joining in. And uh, I know a bunch of you are uh, with us live. And then um, thank you, everybody else who watches this after the fact. And uh, God bless everybody. Have a great week. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>